I remember as a newly ordained priest, the first time I preached on this gospel, and I would have said at the time, I was really on fire with the word, with the spirit. I can say with hindsight, it was probably much more my ego than the Holy Spirit, but I was going on and on about goats and sheep and, and all the rest of it. So that was on Sunday. On Monday, I got a call from one of the young moms in the parish. They had three kids, and they were driving back after Mass, and the littlest one, the little girl, she's about four years old, was visibly upset, even crying a little bit. And the mom, you know, asked her, honey, what's wrong? And she looks at her and she says, mommy, are we goats or are we sheep? Goats. She said, well, you know, it's kind of an odd question. Why do you ask that? She said, I don't want to be a goat. I was going on and on about goats and sheep and don't be goats and look what happens to the goats. That kid is probably out of college by now, so I either made her a more moral woman or she's in therapy, one or the other. <laughs> but that's a powerful question. Because I would suggest God creates sheep and we create goats. How do you get to be a goat? So let me just hold on to that question for a moment. Put it in the back of your mind. As we go into Thanksgiving week, this is a time, maybe no lots of families like this, maybe you are one, where even on Thanksgiving Day, family before they have their big meal, watch the game or whatever, they'll go down and they'll volunteer in some way. Go to a soup kitchen or a food pantry. Maybe your family does that. I don't know, this year it'll be interesting to see whether more people or maybe less people do that. But in any event, what always struck me is, as you get to know some of those families, the ones that just kind of naturally do that, almost are generous, not to a fault, we say that, but generous to their great credit. Not just on Thanksgiving Day, but in different ways. They're that way with the school or the parish or outside of school. They find ways to be involved. There's one thing I've noticed over the years. There's another quality that characterizes those kinds of families. And that's that they're really good at communication. And I've often asked myself over the years, is there a connection between the two? Naively, you might say, well, no, they're generous, they volunteer, they communicate well with each other. But I've noticed it so many times that I've pushed myself on that question, and maybe it's obvious to some of you, but I've had to reflect on it quite a bit. And I see that with the seminarians when they're coming in. Guys go to seminary for all different kinds of reasons. And sometimes they come in because, you know, God told me I should do this, or... Somehow they think that's the best way to be Catholic. And whatever that vocation is, it gets discerned and sorted out over the years. That's what seminary is about. But the guys who come in, and from day one, you can just tell their heart and their mind is in exactly the right place. They're drawn to that sense of service. They're drawn to that love of the Lord and theology. Almost invariably, as you get to know them, they too come from one of these families where communication is just almost second nature. They can talk amongst themselves, parents and kids, spouses, siblings, and then that factors out into their friend circles. 
So what's the connection between being able to communicate honestly and well and having a heart that's open to service? And I'd like to suggest that maybe not the only connection, but a really important one, is that in both cases, you've got to learn how to face your fears. You've got to learn how to face your fears. And at the end of the day, I would say that the way you create a goat out of what is meant to be a sheep is it's someone who is ultimately held back and confined by their fear. And why do I say that? Well, to communicate well, right? To do it really well, not just being a good conversationalist. You've got to have the ability to let yourself be vulnerable. You've got to have the ability to take risks. You've got to have the ability to say to the other, this is who I am, warts and all. And I'm willing to let you be the same way with me. You've got to have trust. And trust doesn't grow overnight. It has to be worked on. It has to develop slowly, little baby steps. And I would suggest that's often what's hold us back from generosity. Most people don't roll out of bed in the morning and say, how can I be the best goat I can possibly be? That left side of Jesus looks a little underpopulated. I want to get over there. What is it that holds us back? What is it that leads us to make choices that objectively we would say, I never want to do? I want to be generous. I want to be kind. I want to look at the beggar and see Jesus in them. I want to look at that person who emotionally is suffering, low self-esteem, struggling with some unhealed wound in their heart. I want to be the one who reaches out to them, so why don't I? Well, fear plays a role in that as well. What if I get involved? Where's that going to lead? What if this becomes some sort of unhealthy, codependent relationship? What if I put myself out there and I just embarrass myself? What if my trust gets manipulated? That's at the emotional level. How about just at the material level? What if I do start giving more of myself? If I'm going to help the hungry person, well, it costs to feed them. Yeah, it costs money, but it also costs time. It costs attention. What if I do seek out somebody who really is in need? And fear, much more, I think, than we realize it, plays a role. As I said, very few of us simply choose to be stingy. Very few of us choose to withdraw. We don't choose to be goats. But we become that way. So I want you to think back to last Sunday. Remember the gospel then? It was one about the talents, right? The master gives out, let's just call it money. He gives out money to his servants. And what are they going to do with it? And one guy gets a lot and he invests it. Remember? And the guy who gets very little just buries it in the ground. So I know we often talk about that in terms of the master and, and justice. But I'd like to look at it in terms of fear. Right? The guy even says it. The guy who buries it in the ground, he's afraid. He's afraid of what might happen. And the guy who invests it has somehow overcome his fear. As soon as you invest, you're taking a risk, right? We all know that, especially this year. Why can one face his fear and live right into it, and another is totally confined and restricted by it? We've got to learn how to live that way. And Matthew gives us that gospel 
just before today's gospel. You know, pull out your Bible, you'll see the one flows right into the other. And I've got to believe he wanted us to connect the two. God creates sheep. We are created to be trusting. We are created to not be confined by our fears. And yet we learn the power of that fear. We're human. It's part of our fallen human nature. But the good news is we're not ultimately defined and required to be governed by the fear. So maybe just this week of Thanksgiving, as a little spiritual exercise, look for an opportunity to face a fear. And maybe it's not a fear of getting more involved at the soup kitchen. Maybe it's a fear of, well, you may not see Aunt Lucy this Thanksgiving, but Zooming with Aunt Lucy, if she's the one who's a source of fear in your family, lots of times families have those interior fearful relationships. Maybe it's an opportunity to face a fear with someone in your immediate family something unspoken, a skeleton in a closet. Maybe it's an opportunity to face a fear within, bring something out into the light that's been hidden and burdening for too long. Really, if you do that, is that going to make you be a little more sheepish? I believe it really will. You only have one mind and you only have one heart. And wherever those opportunities are, to face a fear, to walk into it, to entrust yourself to the grace of God and not be defined by our all-too-human fear. Wherever we're able to do that, we are able to grow in generosity and we're able to recognize it where generosity is lacking in the life or the heart of another. I hope I didn't leave that little girl with the impression that she's a goat and never has the opportunity to get out of that. But much more than that, I hope I believed that same message myself. We are created to be sheep. We make ourselves goats.